back to Kitten and Her Wolf's Guide to BDSM, the podcast dedicated to exploring the world of kink and fetish. If you've been curious about BDSM and want to learn more, you've come to the right place. Today we will be discussing some examples of BDSM and actually doing them. Just a reminder of who we are. Wolf and I are a married couple six years into our DS lifestyle relationship, which is now also non-monogamous. We had a bumpy road into the lifestyle, which you can hear about in previous episodes. So we're here to entertain and educate you in the world of BDSM with our stories and experiences um, and help you understand this world um, a little bit more. So you can enter it with your eyes open as well as your mind. If you do find this podcast useful and you wish to support us in helping people get into BDSM safely and with as much usable knowledge as possible, then please head over to Patreon via the link in our show notes and show your support. You can also show your support via um, giving us interactions on our Spotify. So there's sometimes questions and polls in the bottom of uh, the episode notes um, and also giving us a five star review if you can as well. That'd be really great. So today... We're going to be talking through some of the most common examples of BDSM practices and how to actually get into doing them. There are many different types that make up the wonderful world of BDSM um, and this is just a start of a 10 and by no means an exhaustive list. Uh, we may actually well need a part two um, so we'll, we'll kind of look at that at another time. Things will start pretty light for all of the things that I'm going to talk about and then you'll progress together in your relationship and your bond um, with your dominant or submissive. Um, then your sessions will intensify and very rightly so. As a submissive, you'll feel more comfortable with more and as a dominant, you'll build kill, uh, confidence in your skills to do more. Right then, let's get into it. Number one, bondage. This involves restraining a partner's uh, movements um, and restricting a partner's movements using ropes, cuffs or other restraints to enhance the feeling of the power exchange and providing vulnerability. You can start off as simple as a scarf or a tie to uh, tie their wrists together and then tie them to the bed or just behind the head or, you know, just behind their body. Um, and then that might advance through using cuffs on both ankles and wrists with a piece of rope to form a hogtie position, or you can get little like fancy adapters as well to clip, it, clip all four together. And from there, you can tease your partner and then won't be able to stop you. Quite simple, but very, very effective. Number two, impact play. This involves consensual striking of the body using various implements like floggers, paddles, canes, or even just your hands, providing sensations that range from pleasurable to painful depending on where you want to be the first thing that probably comes to mind here is spanking you know just of the bum with your hand and this is very enjoyable and a very good way of getting into impact play especially within a role play scenario impact play doesn't just involve the bum though or your buttocks whatever you want to call it um, it can involve other areas of the body as well such as the back the inside and outside of the thighs soles of the feet um, and also more intimate areas such as the breasts or pussy, if that's what your submissive might be into. Make sure you know what your partner likes, though, as always, and what they are happy for you to strike before you play. And always, always, always start light with your strikes as you go in and build up so your sub can get used to the feel and sensation of the of the toy or what you're using. Um, and you want to be giving them the right level of pleasure and pain, obviously, with this one. Number three. Dominance and submission, or DS. DS dynamics involve the power exchange between a dominant partner who takes control and a submissive partner who consensually submits to your, their authority or your authority. This is the dynamic that Wolf and I started our relationship with. 
Wolf started off very simply by asking me to send her a picture of three pairs of pants and he would choose which ones I would wear and then he would always know which ones I was wearing. And over the course of sort of three weeks or so, he would ask for other things as well as, um, as well, especially when we were meeting up for dates. I'm not sure if you can call them dates, but that's what essentially what they were. And as we got to know each other better and DS activities have endless possibilities uh, and with a little imagination you can develop a wonderful relationship that is rewarding uh, for both of you. Um, there are some also some high protocol variations of these and some clubs you go to may have them in place but it's not something I know a massive amount about so I will look into it more and come back to you on that um, in another episode. Number four, role playing. This is where um, participants act out specific roles or scenarios to explore power dynamics and fantasies you know, when starting out, maybe go for the lighter end of the spectrum, for example, you know, like student, uh, teacher and student or the master slave kind of scenario before progressing to maybe something more detailed, more intense or lengthy or heavy played roles. You know, maybe such as like a fake kidnap or doctor patient or more extreme age play. I mean, there's lots of variations, but, you know, start off a bit light and ease yourselves in. Um, work out with your play partner how you want this to kind of play out over the course of time. Um and only add in unknown elements that are within the boundaries um, so they're well received and don't cause a safe word to be used unnecessarily. Um, personally, I find this um, type of BDSM to be really rewarding um, because you can put aside all your feelings, problems or chores that you've got in kind of like everyday life and be someone else for a while. So I'm not sure if we've talked about it enough, but we are at Swingathon right now. And we are enjoying and really bloody loving the whole weekend so far. I mean, it's only Friday, um, but we're loving it. So if you haven't seen, we're all over social media talking about what we're getting up to. And um, yeah, come and join us on there. Come and ask a question. Um, and yeah, maybe even we'll be answering it on the podcast over the weekend. So if you haven't seen, go and have a look on our social media and you'll see the updates that we've got that are happening at Springathon right now. Okay, number five, sensation play. This type of play focuses on stimulating the senses using different objects or techniques, including temperature play, you know, hot or cold, sensory deprivation, um, such as blindfolding or sensory overload, you know, tickling or scratching, which is not something I'm into, but, you know, others may be. Um, this is great combined with bondage at any and every level. I particularly enjoy it. Um, you can create a, a great many different sensations for your submissive with different textures. Uh, and if they're blindfolded, they won't quite know what is touching them. So it will kind of drive them wild, especially if you like, use a feather, your fingers, maybe a pinwheel, ice, uh, leather floggers. But, you know, slowly draping them over the body and moving them. Something Wolf does very well. Um, and if you decide maybe to use wax and go in for a bit of hot play, then make sure that it's one that is um, safe for this type of play um, because some sort of everyday house candles um, do burn too hot for use on the body. Okay, number six, erotic spanking. So kind of slightly different to um, um, the impact play because this is consensual spanking and generally just um, focuses around the bum, um, usually for pleasure or maybe punishment. Um, and it's a very popular activity for a lot of BDSM players. Um, it's a great addition to role play and can be very arousing. I mean, just the thought of it gives me uh, excited murmurs in all the right places. 
this is um, easy to get into than kind of uh, impact play because you, you don't need more any more substantial toys other than your hand or maybe um, an object from in the kitchen, maybe like a spatula or something like that. Um, an impact play, you're generally going to have paddles and floggers going on. Uh, but you can do it in a variety of positions, so like over your knee, over the bed, before or during sex, for example, as well. You know, from behind makes it quite easy and very uh, enjoyable for everybody. Number seven, fetish play. Exploring specific fetishes or interests such as foot worship, latex, leather clothing, um, role-specific uniforms or other objects or body parts um, can be a part of your BDSM play. And a fetish can be anything that arouses you and you can express in them in any number of different ways and it's really rewarding if you find for you personally if you find what your fetishes are and then using them in your play and finding others that love them because it really enhances life number eight wax play briefly mentioned it this is dripping hot wax on your partner's skin usually using candles specifically made for the purpose so make sure that you've got the right ones um can create sensations ranging from mild warmth to intense heat, depending on, on what you're doing. Um, if you decide to give this a, a, you know, a go, make sure that you're safe with it. You can create patterns and pictures on your submissive's backs or other parts that they consent to, you know, but start small and slow and make sure your partner is comfortable. Um, well, as comfortable as they can be in the situation, but, you know, make it enjoyable at the same time. Number nine, electrical play uses specialized devices such as violet wands or TENS units to administer mild electric shocks um, and stimulation to the body, providing pleasurable and intense sensations. This um, is getting a little more, bit more advanced here, but done well can be extremely pleasurable. Um, but I can't give you much more information than that because this one um, is not for me. It's not my bag at all. Um, I'm not one for a massive amount of electric toys or vibrators. Anyway, on the odd occasion, it's amazing um, and I love it and I like to keep it that way in that realm of amazing and not needing it all the time or wanting it all the time. Number 10, breath play. Again, getting a little bit more serious here. This type of play involves controlling and restricting a partner's breathing in consensual and controlled manner, in a consensual and controlled manner, which may include techniques like choking, suffocation or using hoods or masks. Uh, this can be as simple as wearing a hood, which reduces the flow of oxygen to your submissive. So whether it's still see-through, you will feel you've got less oxygen coming in. So then this forces you to focus a little bit more, stay in control of your best during the play. And it can aid um, the quieting of the mind from external uh, distractions as you kind of get used to it and focus in. Um, it could also be as simple as a man uh, hand over your mouth um, of your submissive uh, you know, during intercourse for just a few seconds. Actually, those two are, um, are my favourites, actually. Um, the first really does help quiet the mind after a stressful time, and the second intensifies intercourse just at that right moment. So there you have it. Your start for 10. 10 different uh, BDSM play um, ideas to get into. Um, in some of them, I hinted that you can mix them together. Um, so you create like a scene full of real twists and turns. And as long as you're they are on your list of consented things to do, then you can't go wrong um, and you'll have amazing experience each and every time you play. Now, there are so many more things I want to go through, so I'll definitely be doing another part another time. Before I finish though, I just want to talk to you about the live event we've got in September. Um, so this is uh, after we've been to Vera Player, but only a couple of weeks later, 
Um, so we'll be back at Extasia in Flirt um, on the 23rd of September from two o'clock, recording a live of the podcast, a live recording. So there'll be some guests, there'll be questions, there'll be audience participation, um, and there'll be time to socialise afterwards. Um, the tickets are up on Eventbrite, and you can find those via the link in the show notes. Um, if you want to join us, it'd be really great to have you there. Um, we want to kind of make it a really safe environment for people to come and enjoy BDSM and get to know people, other people before maybe you attend um, a full club event, or if you want to meet some new friends, or you just love the environment. Um, we'll hopefully get to be able to show you around the club um, so you kind of know what to expect when you come um, and maybe join up and stay for the event that's on that night so yeah so thanks very much for joining me today um, look out for part two of uh, BDSM examples and getting into them another time and watch out for more updates on Swingathon um, and if you've missed it and you're listening later then go back and look at Swingathon there'll be episodes on the podcast as well until next time, see you later.